As Qantas shareholders prepare for what will be a hostile annual general meeting on Friday, there's increasing heat on the airline's board and what they did or didn't do to stem the massive reputational damage over the last few months. The scrutiny comes as an independent report into company boards, not necessarily Qantas, shows many are dysfunctional and lack skills for strong corporate governance that shareholders expect. We're joined now by the ABC's senior business correspondent, Peter Ryan. Uh, Peter, what's this report telling us about company boards and how they can prevent the sort of reputational crisis we're seeing at Qantas? Uh, Well, uh, good morning, Tom. This report is from the advisory firm Board Benchmarking, which uh, works to help improve governance in boardrooms. Uh, It's looked at the data from 500 board reviews, uh, companies for-profit, companies uh, not-for-profit and government organisations. Now, a key finding is that 25% of boards are not only dysfunctional, they don't even know they're dysfunctional, uh, with uh, some problems in culture and integrity, and also setting that right relationship between management and chief executives there to actually run the company, and the role of boards, which are there for the oversight of risk and reputation. And of course, this has become critical in the wake of the Banking Royal Commission five years ago, which exposed unethical and unlawful behaviour, which could have been headed off at the board level. Now, uh, this report doesn't single out Qantas, but it was hard to avoid the elephant or the flying kangaroo in the room when I spoke with governance expert Nicholas Barnett, who's executive chairman of Board Benchmarking, and he agrees the Qantas board does have some questions to answer ahead of Friday's AGM. Qantas is one example where you've seen a lot of pushback from the public about, well, how on earth could you allow the reputation of your beautiful airline to be diminished so much? And that's a jolly good question. But look, it's a tough job being a, a director, but you know, you get paid the big bucks and that's why you need to be doing the job you need to do. In the case of Qantas, you have a very powerful now former managing director, Alan Joyce, and a, an experienced chairman in Richard Goida. But could there be tensions there where a powerful managing director can really set the agenda and push issues through for a board that might not be qualified enough to push back? Look, generally, I, look, I've seen many, many times where very, very strong and powerful and dominant and influential CEO and or managing director will run roughshod out over a board. Now, I'm not saying that's happened at Qantas, but it does happen. And, you know, it, it means that the board can even lose its independence a bit, lose its objectivity, can be a little bit short-term focused. Yeah, that, that does happen. And it causes grief for the organisation big time. And it can be a bit too like the boiling frog that you can't quite see it when you're right in the middle of it. In the case of Qantas and no one's seen the boardroom minutes, but could it be the case that some of those directors might not have been asking the right questions or they were asking the right questions and they were pushed back by a powerful CEO? Yeah, look, hopefully boards are fairly aligned around the big issues that need to be dealt with by an organisation. And no question, that's a big role of a board, compliance and oversight. But really, the bigger role and the bigger thing to think about for boards is how they add value and how they protect value. And if you're worrying too much about, you know, the day-to-day little bit, sometimes you miss the big picture about, well, you know, how are we adding value? How are we protecting the massive reputation that we have. And if we're too focused on the day-to-day, we can miss some of those bigger picture issues. 
Is that a common problem or an issue where you have a, a chair who might be a former chief executive who really wants to get too involved, I suppose, in the weeds of running a company rather than sticking to the oversight? You keep coming back to Qantas, but, you know, and I, I guess you've asked the question, so it'd be interesting to think about, well, what sort of discussions are they having in the room and why wouldn't they be discussing more about, um, you know, the longer-term reputation and why would they apparently, from an outsider's viewpoint, look to be more concerned about, you know, the short-term profitability. And Qantas will be having its annual general meeting on Friday of this week. That's bound to be a fiery affair and I'd imagine there'd be, be a lot of pressure on the board and big questions to answer and perhaps even a protest. There's no doubt about that, but it's clear that I think the board has already taken that message with Goida planning to step down earlier and for changes in, in the board to occur. And I guess that's that's what happens in life. And that's happened in many, many organisations previously where the public and the investment community saying, hey, we think you've let us down. You know, they even say sorry. And we've heard sorry from Qantas, you know. <laughs> We're a bit sceptical about sorries these days. We want to see action, not just words, but maybe there is a start of saying, hey, we did stuff up, we have said sorry, and we are taking some action. So that process has started, I guess, at Qantas. In the past, one criticism of boards was that there were a lot of, I suppose, uh, directors on there clipping the ticket, maybe being on a bit of a gravy train. That's the perception. But what's the reality these days? I'd like to think there aren't too many directors in that boat. But look, you know, in, in general, there aren't probably enough directors who really, really, really understand the core business of an organisation on the board. In a Qantas sense, have we got enough people that really, really understand aviation well? And and on a bank board, do we really have people who know, live and breathe banks and not just, you know, lawyers, accountants, strategists and so on? And I think that's really important. So it comes back to skills and experience. And most board members, you know, have a pretty good ego. They think they're pretty special and with good reason. They've been around the block. They've they understand what's going on and they do want to make a difference. They do want to uh, leave a legacy. And, and that comes back to our point that, you know, I'd love boards to be thinking more about what legacy they're going to leave and it better damn be a good one and a long-term one and something around the reputation and growth and value add as opposed to the legacy of just attending, you know, 79 board meetings. Nicholas Barnett, Executive Chairman of Board Benchmarking with Peter Ryan, who's still with us. Peter, just still on Qantas while I've got you there, what will shareholders make of the airline's defence to the ACCC's claims that it, you know, allegedly sold fares for flights that didn't exist? Well, that uh, Qantas argument is that when travellers buy a ticket, they're not being uh, guaranteed a specific flight or seat, but rather purchasing a, quote, bundle of rights. Now, the question is, um, what would any board say about this in a communications or a crisis strategy? Would that work? But really, this is all about terms and conditions, which might be fine for a legal argument. And Qantas saying, yes, uh, we, OK, we sold tickets for flights that might not exist, but technically we didn't break the law. Now, uh, Qantas will have to prove their there was no deceptive conduct here. They might well win in the in the boardroom, but in the courtroom of uh, public opinion, where people think if they book a flight, they should be able to get on it, the bundle of rights argument probably won't fly and doesn't help in the reputational crisis. But we'll be seeing more about this in Friday's annual general meeting in Melbourne, which uh, at the very least is going to be pretty colourful, I'd say. I imagine so, Peter Ryan. Thank you very much. It's the ABC senior business correspondent joining us there. How about that? When you buy 
buy an airline ticket? Are you, are you buying a, a ticket to go on a plane or are you buying a, a bundle of rights? I guess we'll see how that AGM goes. This is ABC News Radio. More on the fires in New South Wales and Queensland after the news. The Mayor of Tenterfield will be joining us shortly.